All right, we are live, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. We are here, we are back. And we had some technical difficulties, and really the technical difficulty was me with the schedule. So <laughs> we laugh about it later. We just laugh about it later. But we are here, we are here, we are live. And I got my new friend here, Leanne, and she's going to show us She's going to show us how to fail at outsourcing, maybe do it better. Is that correct, Leanne? Yep, definitely. All right, let's do it then. We're going to, sh- we're going to see, because I'm so excited to figure out how she's going to show us today on this episode of The Authority Project. And we are back. We got a quick comment already saying you got to love technology. Yes, we had a <laughs> we had some troubles before now. You just, you, just, you just don't understand. But here we are. And we are here with Leanne. And she's going she's gonna to show us some great things. I got a lot of questions for you today. So I hope you're ready. I, knew you're, I know it's, you're early in the morning over there. So here we are. <laughs> here we are. Can you just, first of all, just tell us who you are personally and then professionally? Okay, so that's that's a lot of different branding for me in my head right away. Because I have different branding on my personal life and my business life. Uh, so my name is Cian Lai. Uh, professionally, I uh, founded and run a company called Two XU Executive Services. Personally, I am a bookworm. Like right before this, I'm still reading the sixth book of Harry Potter. I just reread books wow. just out of a whim. Wow. <laughs> and um, I basically have been uh, became CEO when I was 19 years old, mostly because I. Uh, my boss asked who wants to be CEO of the company next I said me so that's that shows you a little bit of how intense I can be and also how just game I am to taking risks and just growing my own my own life (laughs) I love it I love it and we have a lot of questions today Um, it's a it's an incredible little little topic we we got going on today so let's just get started actually I want to I want to go back to your backstory first uh, just t- show, tell us how you got started with this journey of where you are now. Can you go back to the beginning for just real quick for us? Oh, you're in for a ride. So, okay. <laughs> um, so for those, who, for if it's not too obvious with my brown skin, I'm from the Philippines. I'm in the Philippines. I'm in Cebu City, Philippines. Uh, and my story really starts when I was 18 years old. Uh, I was still going to you know one of the top schools here in the Philippines. Uh, and then I went through a typhoon, Category 5 typhoon, where I almost died in my own house oh, because wow. water started flooding in our house. The water was neck high on me and there was, you know how they say your life flashes before your eyes, right before you die? It happened. <laughs> like wow. my, it, it wasn't just my life. It was my life moving forward. And at that time, my, my, my mom and I had a plan. You know, I go to college. I go to law school. I try to find a job actually in the U.S. and then try <laughs> to be. Uh, and that was that was the path. And I saw that. And I hated it with a burning passion for wow. some reason. And I didn't, but I didn't have like an alternative plan of what else I would do. Uh, my only other plan at that time was, you know, if everything else fails, I would become a journalist for the New York Times. Wow. So that was, that was the, the projection that I was going. And then it was that split second that I decided I'm going to change my life. I'm going to change something. I didn't know what. I was literally 18 years old, still living with my parents, still going to college. Uh, And then we got out, luckily, from our hometown. It was 
completely devastated. It was Typhoon Haiyan, where about mm. like 20,000 people died, 15,000, oh, wow. 20,000 people died. Uh, and then I, in small steps, I kept just taking risks. Like at 18, I self-published my own book. Um, I moved here to the city. It was actually for an on-the-job training, but I ended up staying. So I, I stopped going to school actually because the PTSD was really bad. It still kind of is. There's still days when it's really bad, but it's moved here on my own at 18, had a little like little shoebox place. It's like right now I'm lucky, but my bathroom is bigger than what my room was before. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm renting at a hundred, about a hundred bucks a month. That was how small and how cheap the rent was. Yeah. Uh, and then I got a job at this company that I'm still with. Uh, my boss is actually American. So the first job that I got, we, I was still working for his U.S. company. I was outsourced. And then he, he, when he moved here, he was just looking around at the managers. And at that time, I already became a manager. And he asked, okay, who wants to become CEO of the publishing company? Because we're starting new companies. And I bookworm. I said, yes, sure. <laughs> let me add him. <laughs> I I literally right now have no dream that I can speak of at this moment. Uh, so I just went for it. And then uh, years later, you know, um, the publishing company is now outsourced to someone else. Someone else is taking wow. care of it. Wow. Uh, and then now last year we started this company, this outsourcing company. I love it. So let's, let's, let's dive in. Let's dive into the, to the topic of today. How do we fail? Tell us all the ways of failing at outsourcing. Well, the first one is always uh, the giving the wrong thing to whoever you're, you're trying to hire. That's always the first thing. Uh, I've seen that too many th- times where they would read an article or a book or, you know, four, uh, four week, uh, or Big Bits in Ferris and they would see, oh, you know, I could give, you know, this part of my business because I'm really tired of this part right. of my business to my assistant. Right. But that's the first thing that you would feel at because if like if it's not like systematized or if it's the thing that's making your business money and you're outsourcing that to someone else, that mm. will fail. <laughs> wow. Because okay. it, uh, you know, we, we, we always see we always want to outsource the, the thing that's draining us, the thing that's taking too many hours, and that is usually okay. But you have to actually look at that is that is this task by itself helping me make money or is it just helping? Is it one of the things that then help me make money? Because when if it's your first time outsourcing, you really want to focus on just the things that help you make money, like the usual social media marketing, lead generation, the usual things that you would give to an assistant for a reason, because it's just a step towards making that sale or closing that deal. So that's the first thing that I see so many people fail a lot is mm. just giving their assistant everything and then, you know, <laughs> kicking back and relax. You're just going to have a right. four hour work week, but okay. that, that, that doesn't work. That okay. That's the first sure way to, to fail at, you know, uh, getting your assistant to, you know, hurt a client or worse, you know, hurt your branding and long-term. Uh, so that's the first thing I always see people failing at. Awesome. So, so how, how do we go forward with that? What, what is the better way if, if, we're, if, we're, if we're leading to that first step? What is the, what is the better way? This, this place where we're making the most money, what should be outsourced as, as far as that concerned? If, if, that's, if that's a problem, if, if that's overloading, you know, if, if it's too much for, for that person right now to, to handle, how, how, do, how, do, how does one go, go about that with outsourcing? 
Well, first, I recommend studying 8020 uh, principle by uh, Richard Koch. Um, that's just the book that I, that I refer. When I, inside of our company, when we onboard uh, new clients, I go through like an hour long, like screen, not screening, but uh, just get to know you just so okay. I can get to the gist of what they actually need. So 8020 principle states that uh, 20% of what you do. So just, you know, two out of the 10 steps that you're doing is actually making you the 80% of your money. Uh, and only like that big 80% is only making you 20%. So you want to find that 80% of things that's only generating you 20%, systematize that, and then give it to you as a, to an assistant or hire someone for it. I love it. I love it. Anything else, any, any other things that we're, that we're failing at? What's, what's next that we're failing at? I'm just going to just go ahead and <laughs> well, next is just uh, not being able to automate things. That's the biggest one is, you know, that's that's the that's it. It goes hand in hand with just giving your assistant literally anything is not automating it, not being able to get to the point where you have some sort of SOP or um, I even sometimes just just tell uh, my clients just record yourself doing this one thing and then just mm-hmm. give it then give it to your assistant even that way, because a lot of the time. And it's, it's just, again, this is just a common mistake. Uh, we think that you, once we give a, an instruction to an assistant, they'll just get it right there. But then, <laughs> especially if they if you just hired them, they will make mistakes. They will think, especially if they have, like, experience with another boss, they will right. treat it as that way unless you you, you teach them something else. Right. Um, and a lot of entrepreneurs don't want to, you know, make the time. They don't want to, like, oh, you know, they'll, they'll figure it out. <laughs> but then, then it's going to cost you time and money later on. Right. So that's that's the second one is not being able to automate because the magic of that, like you've like from my story, I've now actually outsourced the company that was given to me to someone else and someone else is now taking care of it. And that's because of automation. You know, for a year, a good year, I wasn't really doing much. I was mostly just helping, like advising on this company, helping them on like whatever it is that comes up mm-hmm. because she was taking care of it. She was taking, uh, like on it. And then, you know, uh, 2XU came along, which actually also has a very interesting backstory of how that started. But it's <laughs> it's been just awesome just being able to automate. Like I could disappear from the face of the earth and the publishing company is going to be fine. <laughs> it's right. going to take, it's gotten to the point where it doesn't need me anymore. Like uh, I had actually just a meeting two weeks ago with their, with their CEO and said, Hey, can you just be more a consultant? Can I just tap you? And then you don't have to be involved. I'm like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love it that you said that to me. <laughs> exactly. I love it. So yeah. I like, I like this, this step because it's, I, I think people try to, when they get into an entrepreneur state, basically, they don't see that this is not much different than where you would just go to a regular job and get training. You're not going to go to a job and like they're going to hand you hand over the reins to you and say you'll figure it out. There's got to be mm-hmm. some kind of training. <laughs> there's, there's always some kind of training. We're going to train you and show you how what we want you to do. So exactly. why that's different with an entrepreneur, I do not know. So that's perfect that you said that. <laughs> I'm so glad you said that. Um, it just makes so much sense. So any other thing? Any other things we're failing at here that you want to want to dive into? <laughs> well, I want to comment on that. Where why you know entrepreneurs okay. think mostly because entrepreneurs hate being an employee. <laughs> right, that's true. <laughs> so we don't notice these things. <laughs> right, right, exactly. exactly. <laughs> so one of the other ways that people fail at outsourcing is not cultivating loyalty. So a lot of the time, you know, especially if we're outsourcing, we think of them as like, oh, they're just another notch. They're just another number. They're just another person that's far away. We kind of tend to detach ourselves. Um, and 
Uh, I've been working from home actually since I was 15 years old. I started out as a writer. So I've been in this space for almost 10 years now. So when it comes to that, I feel that that same thing of if my employer does not value me, I just think of it as a transactional thing. I'm just like, you know, then as a writer, I just create an article, give it to them, receive money. That's it. This is the first company where I, my boss cared about me. My boss went to my 19th birthday party on another island just because he wanted to meet my family and like get to know my background. So it was very different being treated as a person, as someone who, uh, you know, is actually valued in a company. So how do you foster loyalty? One is you have no idea who they are. You have no idea. You, can, you can't touch them because they're outsourced. Just how you can't right now, we both can't meet in person because I'm halfway around the world. Yeah. Uh, it's basically giving them trust right away, even though you know it's hard. It's, it's weird to give trust to someone you've never met. But that's the first way is you have to trust that they can get the job done and not too much of micromanaging. Like if you micromanage, that does not foster loyalty because of course they just, again, like, like my example, I just want to get it done. I, I don't even care about the, that my old employer's companies because they didn't show me that I should care. So if you want people to stay, because, of course, you now have gone through the process of figuring out what to give to them and then automating it. You want them to stay. Yeah. <laughs> you want to you want to make sure that they don't leave your company hanging uh, and then they you, they actually help your company grow, especially if you like them. So you want to foster that loyalty. And, and within the Philippines, if you're hiring from the Philippines, uh, you know how in, in the U.S. And this is a story that my boss told me in the U.S. It's, it's <laughs> kind of weird when the boss asks, like, hey, how are you doing? How's your family? If the boss asks that yeah. here in the Philippines, it's actually rude <laughs> oh, really? um, here okay. because we're very family centered we're very like uh you know catholic country we we like it when our boss asks about our family about you know if they last heard that something happened to our family members so checking in on us yeah. it's actually super important to us and it's that's the, one of the ways that you show you know just cultural differences basically it's one of the ways that you show that you are you care about them you see them as a person not just another person who is just working for your company. Um, and, and you foster loyalty by checking in. By We have like just one word sentence that we give to our clients of like, just say, hey, how are you doing? And is there anything I can do to help? It's just being that ready of you are not the one being, you, you're not being the one being like serviced. You're the one in service right. of them. Because right. as an employer, your job now is to make sure that that they have all that they need to be able to get their job done so they can help you and your business. So that's, that's the third thing is just not fostering, just thinking of your employee as just a number, as just like as someone that you just hired and you need to pay and that's it. They're not even, they're not even <laughs> human for you. And I've seen that happen many times. Right. Right. So, so, so basically like retention, right? So if you're, if you're, if you're, if you're bringing on somebody, you're investing in this person, you know, don't treat them like a robot. Like you said, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> treat them like a real person, like a relationship. You want to, you, you, it will be better keep the person along. So there's some, there's some continuity, you know, for, mm-hmm. for your business instead of just, yep. you know, yeah. So I, I, I love that. I love that. Do you think, let me, I'm just throwing this out there. Do you think that because there are places where, you know, you have your fivers and your mm-hmm. other places like that, um, your Upworks and that kind of thing, guru, um, do you think because these sites are out there like that, that is that it brings along that mentality that I'm just going to give this guy to work, him to do this work, and I don't care what care who who he is, just do this. Do you think there's a problem with connecting that way as far as that, and as far as 
cultivating a, a relationship with, with an outsource worker? That brings me to the next fail, which okay. is basically <laughs> that of not knowing the uh, difference between a freelancer and your employee. So, okay. like, like, like you mentioned, you know, Fiverr, Upwork, these cultivate more of like you said, you know, give. Um, you're done. You give me what what I asked for. Um, but then on the other side of it, I'm just remembering. I have a friend who has had a Upwork employee, and she just does all his video editing uh, for like the last ten years. And and wow. I actually met her because at one point my friend flew here uh, from the U.S. here, and we did like a speaking gig. And his assistant, that that assistant that he's been working for the last ten years was like, you know, he was, he, he, she would describe him like, he's super nice. He like gives me bonuses from time to time when I do a really good job. Oh, wow. you know, I've, I love having this, this, even though it's, again, it's an upward relationship, you know, he yeah. sends in a file for her to edit and then she gives and then, you know, pay. But he worked actually to cultivate that relationship still because thinking of his business for the long run, thinking of his business as something that uh, is not just short term. It's not just giving his, this, is the, the, this person just videos. It's also thinking of like, I'm going to have this business for a long time. I'm just going to cultivate this relationship. But on the other side, that's more of if you're thinking, if you're just thinking of someone as a freelancer, when someone is an employee, they can help you be more just grow your company better because they are thinking about your business. They're not worried about uh you know having to find another job after they finish your job they know that they're they're stable they you're giving them that stability when they're a full-time employee or even just at least 20 to 30 hour uh work because then they're not worried again they're not worried about that next job they're not worried about you kicking them out for just all of a sudden because of of the business so then they start having ideas in the shower they start thinking of ways that they can help improve your business you know that's basically what my boss did he by the way what 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 has happened what has ended up happening is i he bought like a big condo here in cebu and all of the managers live here and he's literally next door to me and he does not have to do any of these interviews i'm the one doing them he has gotten (laughs) me i am like the most proof that whatever he's been doing is working because I I was the one who was now up at 7 a.m. doing an interview because he got me to the point where I wanted to really grow myself. I wanted to to help grow his company. So that's the power of, you know, knowing what to give them, you know, being able to automate things, loyalty, trusting them, and then knowing the difference between freelancer and employee. I'm just the most proof because six years later, I am the one doing all of the branding. I'm the one who, who wants to grow, who wants to start new businesses with him. And it's all because of what I'm talking about right now. (laughs) I love it. I love that. Okay. Is there there another step? Is there another another fail? (laughs) Uh, I think. um, If not, I have some more more questions for you, but go right ahead. (laughs) (laughs) I, I think the last one is other than loyalty is, uh, investing in them in the way where you give them just just training. So, for example, for me, I have read. I think in the last just being in this company, just not because I'm I'm a, I'm a bibliophile. Uh, I've read like hundred books on business on marketing. That's actually I'm paid to read. I'm actually paid to study oh, these courses. I'm actually like paid. It. Like it's it's part of. Uh, you know, it's part of the required hours that I put in this much. Of course, now I'm not anymore early, which is awesome. But, um, you know, I, I read books like E-Myth, How to Influence and Influence People, because my boss put in the like, OK, if you were going to be here in the company in the long run, you have to have the mindset of an entrepreneur. And it helps. Like for him, a lot of the time, things that 
come up to me. I don't have to talk to him because I know how to, how to deal with it because he's giving me the same courses that he went through. So it's just that it's investing in their training of not being scared that they're going to run away just because they're now quote unquote better than you because your employee, employee will never be better than you because you have so much experience before you hired them. Yeah. So you have to keep that in mind of investing in your employee helps them grow so that it helps them grow your business or whatever it is that you do moving forward because that's just what happens it's just a natural thing i just hired about two months ago someone was actually a chemical engineer like she, she graduated as a chemical engineer came to me said i wanted to do i want to work from home i want to take care of my kid i taught her copywriting i gave her all of the books that i gave her now she's helping the client that we have for, you know, for the executive system business. And now she's just killing it. She's just sends me sometimes like, Hey, can you check on my copy? And I'm like, I have nothing to change here. <laughs> and that's in awesome. two months of her not knowing anything about copywriting to me, investing and like making sure. And then, you know, we would do that where she would just send me copy and I would do edits. And then lately I'm just like, I have nothing to edit. You, you kick butt on this copy. Yeah. So it's, it's that it's making sure that, you know, you, you don't just, Again, it's going back to not treating them as a robot, treating them as a human who needs to grow so they can grow your business. Awesome. So I'm, I'm <laughs> if that's the last fail, yes. I got, I got a, a list of other questions that I'm sure our audience would like to hear. So hopefully this will help out for them as well. So tell us some of the, in your experience, some of the easy things that one can do for outsource work, either either one can do for outsource work or or, or 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 give out to a uh, to a person if you're up, if you're doing your business or something. Um, let me, let me say, you know, scratch that. Let me say that all over again. <laughs> I was so jumbled. I'm so sorry. What I was trying to say is, what say if somebody is is you know just getting your business up and running, what can they do as far as outsource work that might be simple, something that's simple or that can catch on and 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 do right away. I guess that's my question. I have a list <laughs> of okay. 100 things, actually. Wow. <laughs> I have, you know, I've, I've been, like I said, I've been doing this a while. I've been working from home for 10 years since I was just okay. in high school. So okay. I, ha- I do have that list. But it's usually things that, again, it's the 80% of the things that you're doing that's not actually directly making you that much money. So it's email management, calendar management. It's, of course, if you give them your email and calendar, make sure that you give them a video of how to manage that. Uh, It's um, social media. That's usually the first thing uh, that I recommend because it it does take a lot of time. Like when I, when I uh, hired my own assistant, that's the first thing I gave her. Like, can you help? Like, this is what you do. Can you help me take care of it? (laughs) So uh, it's that it's um, actually as a cheat, I'm going to check on my, on my own PDF. I'm going to look at it because uh, it's a long list. Uh, it's basically anything that it may be something that you're not techie with. So, for example, web design, of course, if you're not someone who's really good at it, you probably just want to give that to someone else. Yeah. Uh, if graphic design, especially if you're again, if you're not if you're just not someone who's good at it, then that's something that you should outsource. You, you should not force yourself to learn a whole new thing just because um, especially again, especially if it's not connected to what you do, to what the thing that makes you money is just background, you know, your branding, it's your website, it's uh, setting up emails, maybe. Um, if you're not really good at email marketing, it's better to give that to someone else. It's outsourcing. If you are like going on a, on like on calendar management, if you're going on call with someone, my assistant is like super amazing at this. I barely trained her, but she just got it 
I give her like the name. <laughs> I give her right. the name of the person. Like, hey, I'm going to have a meeting with this person and she's going to research the heck out of them. She's right. going to like give me like their LinkedIn. She's going to give me how many kids they have. She's going to wow. give me like just okay. a really thorough background. <laughs> um, another one is this. Like my assistant got you. Right, she did. <laughs> it's just getting yes. getting speaking engagements, getting podcast engagements. Right. Um, you know, you you met my assistant before you met me. So right. that's definitely something that you can outsource is just work that again, it's not the one that that's that's not the ones that directly makes you money. Although later on, of course, you can outsource sales, you can outsource marketing, um, but you have to, you know, your business has to grow to a certain point. But it's the 80% that only makes you about 20% or brings you to the point where you can start making money. That's the first ones that you would want to give to them. So, yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So, so what out of those, are those the, the most in demand like social media? What do you, what do you find out when people come to you? What's in the, the most in demand right now? You think? Well, that's always the first one. It's just, it's actually social media because yeah. it is very, <laughs> it's very tiring. It's very like you would know, yeah. like you, you create so much yeah. content. Uh, it's, it's yeah. always the first one that's most draining. It's also the one that's easiest to automate. Um, so th- that's the first one. Others is just any most admin tasks, like actually, like uh, I was talking about automation. When you create that video, one of the things that I asked my assistant to do is that I would ask her to create the SOP. I would ask her yeah. to create the written actual documentation for it. Um, so other the uh, social media admin tasks, researching, like I said, researching like uh, possible events you can speak at or events that you want to attend. Uh, it's getting you featured again on podcasts right. or on other places. Um, another one would be maintaining relationships like not super managing relationships but maintaining like sending out a birthday card to people that you really like uh it could be you know if watching up for their social media if they did a milestone like if they hit like you know a million followers on somewhere sending like hey awesome job like here's something uh it's it's again think of the things that's right now taking not even a lot of time but it, it takes you away from making money and those are the things that you can easily outsource I love it. Okay. So, so here we are. When is it right to start thinking about outsourcing as a business person? Can you tell us that? Perfect question. So (laughs) you are actually ready to outsource before you even think you're ready to outsource, not even outsource, just hiring in general, because a lot of the time, and I went through this where when we started uh, 2XU, when we were starting like getting clients and stuff, I didn't want to hire my assistant right away because I was too like, no, 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 no. It's still not ready yet. It's still not ready. I went through this, even though I know all of this. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. it's it's definitely uh, thinking of that. Of You are more, the moment basically, okay. The easiest way is the moment you are making more money than your expenses. Then you can kind of start already thinking of hiring someone. So I guess I can refer to my boss when with him because he was still in the U.S. Uh, when he when he started like outsourcing, he made barely. I think he said that he made like just five hundred bucks in his, and he used the two hundred because then you know in the Philippines our 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 uh, minimum wage here is sadly about one hundred and fifty, which is I don't I really don't like it that it's that way, but it, mm. it's it's you know, yeah. our, our just our way of living here. So yeah. what he did was he. Once he got 500 bucks in the publishing company, he used the 200 to hire to then hire um, his first graphic artist to then create start creating covers. And then, of course, as the company grew, he just had you know had more employees where it was able to pay more. So that's that's the first thing is once you start making money, that's 
moving forward, it's not like you, you reach a spike and then you you drop off. It's once <laughs> it's actually steady enough that yeah. you know that you can keep paying someone. Uh, yeah. That's the that's when you want to start hiring. I love it. Okay, so just going off of that, outsourcing now in the, in this climate of the pandemic, how 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 was that? How was that going? With which maybe you, maybe in your experience or in, in your business right now, how is that working? Is it is it is it still something that should be done right now? Is is there is there an issue with with getting workers right now? Is, is it what what what's, what what's what is the what what is the the current climate right now as far as this whole, whole thing is concerned as far as getting the outsourcing work right now? Well, honestly, right now is the best time to outsource. And the okay. reason why is about 8 million Filipinos have just lost their jobs. I uh, think if I remember right. Really? I, I remember seeing a statistic somewhere because, okay. you know, we either had to right now. Okay. Right now I am in the longest lockdown in the world. We are still in a lockdown where I'm at and we've been in lockdown since March. Wow. So a lot of people have lost their jobs or were forced to quit because they were living outside of the city limits. And at one point we were locked down, like no one could come in or out in our city. So mm-hmm. they were forced to, either, you know, either quit their jobs or leave their jobs or forced to move in the city. So right now, a lot of really smart Filipinos, a lot of really amazing Filipinos have lost their jobs and are now looking. So on the other side of me being an outsourcer, I actually also train VAs just really quickly on the side. Um, I actually have my moniker there, which is the Work Anywhere Challenge. So that's a course that I'm I'm doing for Filipino VAs is teaching them how to work from home. And I've had so many people come to me. I have, because I I always talk about my experience of, you know, working from home since I was 15. I have 15 year olds chatting me just last night, asking me for advice because their client asked them about their age and there was, and she was honest. I was like, that's good. That's good that you're honest. It's better (laughs) that you're honest. So, um, Right now is the time because more and more, and it's, of course, here, if you search the word outsourcing in Google Trends inside or work from home or online jobs on Google Trends in the Philippines, it has skyrocketed just because more people are seeing this as now a real job. Because I remember when I first started working online, my mom did not see it as a real job. So it's now becoming just a norm to work from home, to work online here in the Philippines. So again, there's a lot of really smart people, smart Filipinos who are now just ready to do literally anything just to keep their family afloat because, you know, our our government is amazing in a lot of ways. In a lot of ways, no one has been prepared for this no lockdowns for however long that we have now been. Yeah, it's been four months. I have not seen any of our employees in person in four months. Um, mm. other, other than the people I live with, I've no, I haven't seen anyone else. So that's just what's happening here in in the Philippines is more people are switching to working from home. Again, people who have had office jobs for the longest time, who are trained up, who are ready to just start working from home are now looking for jobs. So right now is actually the perfect time for it. Awesome. And Cindy, um, trying to comment, so outsourcing the process. I'm not sure if that's a question or she wants to know the process maybe of outsourcing. I think we're not sure if we've d- dived into that. Maybe kind of have, but if you, Cindy, if you want to want to clarify that real quick for us, that'd be great. Um, that'd be wonderful um, before we get out of here. Um, but I have another one here. Talk to us about budget. What is okay. the minimum one should be looking for, whether whether you're an outsource worker or or if you're a business person as far as, you know, 
I know there are different countries, you know, different countries that are doing, you know, this kind of work. But just just to talk about your experience in in the Philippines. I guess that's that might be the best thing at this point. Well, on budget, it depends on the skill and the level of skill. So those are always the, the, the go ahead and hand. Like if you're hiring a web developer here, someone who actually, you know, either will create an app for you or create your website for you. The range is about a thousand bucks a month. That's 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 on and even sometimes two thousand. Again, it depends on how long they've been doing it and how much valuable their skill is. So that's on the high range. Um, on like the not lower range, but like on the starting range yeah. of like social media managers of maybe content creators, uh, I would say about four hundred dollars a month to start with because you know these are people who are and again if this is this is if they have experience you can maybe go to you know, three fifty if you're the one helping them train get trained and I've gotten to that point uh, but it, it really depends on your budget how fast you think that person can grow uh, because a lot of, like I said. Hired a chemical engineer two months ago, mm-hmm. and now she's doing copywriting. Like it's nothing to her. So it's, it mm-hmm. depends on their rate of growth, also. But that's the range. It's about four hundred to a thousand. It depends on the skill, and of course, just your own budget of uh, where you're at in the business. I love it. Okay, so I got I got two more questions, and we we will be out of here. I promise. I, I'm <laughs> loving. Okay. You're, you're just on it today. You're on it today, Leanne. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> How long of a contract should one expect when beginning a certain project with an with a, with a, um, employee or an outsource worker? So this goes back to freelancer versus employee. If, if you want someone to, if it's, it's a, if it's a kind of job that you think it's going to be a recurring thing, I would recommend just hiring them either starting out part-time where it's 20 hours to 30 hours a week or full-time with just 40 hours a week. Um, you can either start that way. Uh, and by the way, here, when you are working online, you get to actually get the full maximum of that 30, 40 hour a week versus in an office where there's like, you know, gossiping, there's water cooler talk um, because you're, you're, you can see their time. You can use applications like help staff where it takes a screenshot of their computer every 10 minutes. They can delete that if you know something comes up that they, they don't want you to see. Uh, but on the other side of that, if it's just a project, it, it depends on your expertise. You can ask other people who maybe have hired for the same project and how long it took them uh, because it really depends. Like an app could take six months to a year, but, you know, just writing an article just takes like an, a day to maybe or to make. For me, it takes me an hour to make, but that's that's because I've been working. I've been <laughs> writing since I was like 12. So it's wow. really uh, faster for me. So it really depends on, again, if you want to have them as a freelancer or as an employee who just works with you um, in the long run. Because, you know, I when I started out, I was just a book editor. I was just editing grammar out of fiction books. Which was again dream job for me because I'm a bibliophile. I was a professional bibliophile, wow. uh, so that was that was for me. And then you know I learned social media marketing, I learned digital marketing, book marketing, became CEO, and now running an outsourcing company. So anyone can be taught any skill. So it depends now on if you're looking again looking at them as a freelancer versus just an, another uh, just not another employee, but as an employee that you want to have in your business. I love it. So this is the last question. Ask this all of my guests. So people are here, they're watching you, they love your story, they love who you are, they love your excitement, they love your, your energy. <laughs> they want to be Leanne, okay? They want to do the thing that you're doing. So, because you're obviously an authority in this field, obviously. What 
can you tell them if it's like a one, two, three step or whatever of how to be just like you in this space and be an authority with outsourcing? That's the question. Well, have a mentor is always the first one. <laughs> like that's that's how I was able to switch from, you know, being just the employee, being the outsourced to being the outsourcee. Uh, that's, the, the, that's the first easiest way for me was having a mentor who was ready to teach me, of course, because I was his employee, it was easier for him to know that he can he can teach me in the long run. Uh, but having that, that's the first thing is having a mentor who can uh, not so much as tell you what to do, but at least just direct you. Like that's the that's the thing that my my boss has always done is he doesn't really tell me tell me what to do. He asks me first what I want to do, uh, and then you know we we decide from there. We find the middle ground from there, uh, and then that's the first thing. So find a mentor, find a mentor who can teach you, or at least. Find a really good course out there. We have a course also in outsourcing. <laughs> but yeah. find a good course out there where you can talk to the course creators, where you can ask them for advice. Uh, and the second thing would be to, I think, I guess the second thing would be to invest a lot in yourself because a lot of the time we, when we start outsourcing, we don't think that we need to, to take a management course, but we do. I've read uh, all of the, I think all of the series in the One Minute Manager by Ken Blanchard. That's a book that I recommend highly for anyone who wants to start, not just outsourcing, but hiring. It's the One Minute Manager by Ken Blanchard. But then I started studying other management books. I, I even studied Emith as a management book hmm. because it still taught me how to, you know, see both the manager and the technician and me as, as the entrepreneur and how that all blends in um, and how to invoke that kind of mentality with other people. Um, you know, reading books like, um, I've read so many books from, from Brene Brown, <laughs> reading books like, uh, how, Brown, um, yeah. how, <laughs> so, yeah. uh, Sinek. so seeing now that you have, hopefully you have some sort of mentor that you can ask, questions back and forth. And now it's finding mentors who you probably can't reach to, but they, they're telling you the story through their books, through their courses. Um, and the last one is taking action. Like that's that's the thing that people, a lot of people get stuck in is actually taking that leap after reading something, after being so eager to learn, is now just taking action on the thing that they just learned. Uh, it's implementing that. Like for me, I have I have probably pissed off so many employees on my journey of becoming a manager and becoming a <laughs> Uh, someone who, who you know, at this point where, where I'm now in authority when it comes to outsourcing, I probably pissed off a few um, and I have to learn how to like manage that. I'm like, okay, I'm sorry. You know, let me know how it can be better. So it's now just taking action and then getting feedback. So those are like the three ones is mentor, study, investing yourself in studying, you know, see how other people think and then just taking action and then getting feedback. I love it. And someone just chimed in and said wonderful information. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, I totally agree. Um, and I, I, you know, I see, I see what's in the background here is that reading books is a big thing for you. Reading well, for books. me, it, 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 different people learn different ways, but for me, that's always been the way that I've, I've been able to learn is reading from other people, what they've done and their own shortcuts. I love it. This is, this is amazing stuff. Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Please tell us for the people who will be eventually listening to this, where they can find you. And, and connect with you further. Well, you guys right there, there's a link to xu.com that directs to our outsourcing business where we help other people, uh, help business uh, owners and entrepreneurs have an executive assistant. Like I take care of everything of hiring, managing, uh, growing the assistant so then they can serve you the best. Um, other ways is I do have 
on the other side of you know outsourcing, I do have a, a YouTube channel that teaches people how to become either a VA or whatever skill that they want to focus on. Uh, you guys can check out my YouTube channel. And oh, yeah. that's the biggest one <laughs> that I oh, have. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, splashing it right there. Uh, <laughs> and I, I, I just find, uh, you know, I find talking to a lot of different people like you, uh, where it you can see how other people think. Because a lot of the time we forget that other people had different experiences than us. We yeah. forget that there's different real real that ah, real realities. Why was that so hard to say? <laughs> um, but it's it's you know it's seeing other people how people think. It's it's that's why on my channel I also actually interviews other people who have succeeded in in uh, being the outsourced, um, and yeah. I talk to them so other people can see that. Uh, and yeah, those are kind of my main two places. It's just two xu.com and my YouTube. You know, I have my Facebook page, but that's just another another thing altogether. But yeah, those are the two places. Awesome. And for the people listening, that's two x y o u dot com. Just to make sure, you know, just putting mm-hmm. the u in there, which will be a, which will be a great domain. When we talked about the domain, that's a great uh, domain. <laughs> uh, check the GoDaddy right after this. <laughs> but that two two x y o u dot com. I love it. Incredible information. You answered everything perfectly. I love I love your story. Um, I, I love your energy. I love you already. You're just, you're doing <laughs> incredible work and I know you're helping a lot of people. Um, and we, uh, I definitely want people who are listening to this to definitely connect with her because sometimes you, sometimes you need a great go between, um, to, 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 to kind of help you along the ropes of outsourcing. Cause sometimes you, you can do stuff that you don't, you, you're not really sure. And I think that's been part of my, part of my problem too sometimes. <laughs> you're just not really <laughs> sure what you're doing. So, a good go between. Check her out at this two xu.com. Connect with her, and and do outsourcing the correct way. Don't be a fail. Don't do fails, but outsourcing. All right, <laughs> that's the big thing of this program. Anything else you want to say before we get out of here, Leanne? Um, any words of wisdom at all? I give you the floor. Well, Thomas is just this was this was awesome. This definitely woke me up. <laughs> <laughs> I did not need coffee today. I thought I would need coffee today, but apparently did not. Because as you can tell, this is my passion. Uh, you know, talking about not just outsourcing, but you know, growing your business in turn. And I guess my last nugget of wisdom is: if you are ready, if you even think you're feeling that you need to hire someone, uh, just just look at how other people are doing. That's always the, the first thing I, I recommend is try to see if there's a mentor out there or someone else who in your space who's already outsourcing, or you can just ask me also. Uh, <laughs> but that's just, you know, again, you're, you're more ready to outsource before you even think you're more ready to hire before you even think that you are. So just keep open mind. Don't, don't shut yourself that you can do everything yourself. Again, that's a trap. I've seen so many entrepreneurs mm-hmm. fall is thinking that you can, yeah, I can keep doing this. Yeah. I can do the 10 things on my to-do list like today, but you never end up doing it. So just think of, just be open to having someone else in your business who can actually help you get more done. And of course, not having your time be like eaten up by it. I love it. Awesome. That is perfect. <laughs> it's a perfect way to end the, end the segment here. I want to just before we get out of here, let you know about our 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 podcast is is just launched up like a, a week ago, and we are doing an eight week giveaway. Uh, we're gonna give a digital product away each week. Last week we gave it gave it to Bonnie Anderson. She won. 
Um, and she won a, what did she win? She, she, she won, oh, she won this microphone I'm talking to right now. Microphone <laughs> in the pop field is what she won. <laughs> and this week we're going to be giving away a gimbal stabilizer for your phone so you can stabilize Ooh. it very well. So that's a hot little item. So get on it today. We're going to, it's going to be open today um, at, at the, uh, at 927. Exactly. Go to the authority letter.com and get in there and subscribe and be a part of this. We want you want to make this a big thing, um, and just just do that. Uh, we, we've been live streaming for a while, but when we're getting into the podcast now, we we're we got about twenty five episodes up episodes out since last week, so we're moving strongly wow. here. So, <laughs> um, and we're not stopping. So, do that. Be a part of the giveaway, and hey, you never know. You might get that you might get that stabilizer or whatever going on for the next eight weeks people eight weeks so take care um i appreciate you coming in fabulous work leanne about outsourcing i was so so happy that you came here because we, we we needed something just like this today and that is it that is a wrap for today um and yeah yeah we are out of here for the authority project <laughs>